I'm Donald Wayne, and this is Trice Talk Mini Pod for Friday night, May the 14th, 2021. Thanks for joining me for another episode. I was kind of laughing about that Alan Parsons uh, song from way back in the 70s. Um, uh, the title is I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You, and I, was, I, was, I couldn't help but think about <laughs> Democrats uh, as that song was going. Uh, I kind of went old school tonight. Uh, I'm, I've been trying to do some newer stuff uh, on a lot of the Tristalk stuff and even uh, the mini pods uh, for the introductory music. But tonight I just felt like an old school. And I love that song because I think it uh, kind of gives the message that I would like to give to a lot of Democrats right now is I really wouldn't want to be like you. All right. Um, so I've got two subjects tonight. Uh, let me let me get out of Alan Parsons here, and let's go over to the uh, music from Podbean, which I just love. Um, like I said, I've got two articles tonight that I'm going to try to get in here in my uh, my uh, self-imposed 30-minute time limit. And um, the first one, I actually ran across this story on Twitter this afternoon when I had a few minutes. I was just, you know, always try to check it every day, although I don't get to spend as much time on there looking for stories as, as I would like to. But I saw this story about uh, an article that was in USA Today, and people were tweeting about it. And um, when I saw the title of it, it's like, come on, man. I mean, really, is this this such an asinine uh, comparison that Democrats and a lot of liberals keep making? So I thought, well, let me look this article up. I finally found it. I had a couple of dead ends, uh, but then I just happened to type in the right thing and pulled it up. So the... Um, the article, let's see, I believe it was uh, earlier in the week when this article was printed. But anyway, it says, um, the headline reads, Insane USA Today editor says, 
Republicans who ousted Cheney are a greater threat than 9-11 hijackers. All right, so let that soak into your brain just for a minute that actually some idiot would even uh, come up with a headline like that. Obviously, uh, you have to make an assumption that this this person was totally unaware of the the events that happened on 9-11, or he didn't have any, he didn't know anybody that was affected by 9-11, although, you know, in, in many ways it affected the entire country. Uh, even if you didn't have someone that was directly, uh, that you lost directly in, in the events of 9-11. But anyways, for this guy to make that kind of statement, I mean, he must be separated from reality uh, about the events of 9-11. So um, let me let me go to that one. And I'll just... Uh, read the article to you. It's not very long. Um, This is an article uh, that's in the Federalist and it's by Tristan Justice and she's the one that's basically talking. I don't have the article from uh, USA Today because I couldn't I couldn't pull it up. (laughs) Uh, Amazing. They probably deleted it. You know, anytime liberals find out that there's too much flack against something or what they've said it it miraculously disappears unlike republicans who post things um you know the um you know people like twitter and and facebook and 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 whatever the service is they they to that service for us they just delete them so nobody else can read them but anyway this one uh this is uh Obviously, Tristan Justice has knowledge of that article, and this is what she says. USA Today Deputy Editorial Page Editor David Mastio, I believe that is, authored an op-ed Thursday charging that House Republicans who voted for a change in leadership were a greater threat to the Republic than the 9-11 hijackers. Mastio characterized the recall vote on Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney's role as Republican Conference Chair as a singular referendum on President Donald Trump's claim that November election was stolen, which Mastio decries as the big lie, a comparison to the Nazi propaganda campaign which led to the Holocaust. Cheney's opponents, therefore, are Trump's co-conspirators on a mission to overthrow the government. As surely as the terrorists of 9-11 wanted to tear down American democracy in 2001, the terrorists of January 6th want to tear down our democracy as well, even as they pose as its defenders, Mastio wrote. And unlike the uh, September 11th attackers, they're going to get another chance. Mastillo argued claims that Democrat Party, the Democrat Party hijacked the election are a source of revolution. If our democracy is being stolen, we will rise up in arms, wrote Mastio. If I thought our democracy was being stolen, I'd have joined in support 
of the broader January 6th protest, if not the violence. On the contrary, it is these exact kinds of inflammatory claims that breed violence. By Mastio's own logic, if one truly believes their political opponents are as great a threat as the terrorist who killed almost 3,000 Americans, then the U.S. government ought to wage war. In some respects, U.S. intelligence agencies already have, with double standards of justice and intrusive dystopian surveillance conducted, even by the Postal Service. When reached for comment, Susan Page, the Washington bureau chief of USA Today, refused to say whether she disagreed with Mastio's claim that Republicans who voted against Cheney are worse than 9-11 hijackers who killed 3,000 Americans in the worst terrorist attack in U.S. history. She directed the Federalist to the paper's public relations department. A spokesperson for USA Today did not immediately respond to the Federalist inquiry. In 2019, the same editor smearing those with uh, those with he disagrees with who voted for a change in leadership as domestic terrorist blacklisted the Federalist from being cited in USA Today pages for accurately reporting on the Russia collusion hoax under the Trump administration. Cheney was ousted from her number three role in the House GOP leadership Wednesday after the Wyoming lawmaker and dedicated never-Trumper continued to undermine the conference and engineer an inter-party civil war to rid the GOP of Trump and Trumpism supported by the base. New York Representative Elise Stefanik was elected the conference chair to replace Cheney on Friday. So that's pretty much all she says about that. I, I wish the article had been available there so I could read it, you know, as it was printed. But even that absurd claim, again, that uh, ousting someone that the party felt like did not represent the majority of the party or a good portion of the party and they compare that to the 9-11 terror attack i mean you know we we talk about this all the time that we cannot believe the stuff that's coming out of the mouths of some people who have uh the responsibility of of writing these articles and delivering them to the American people. And a lot of times, I mean, it's, and again, it's not that people don't have a right to give their opinion. I mean, if that's his opinion, then he should state it as an opinion, even as absurd as it is. But many times these people who write these pieces state them like they're fact, almost like they, well, you know, if I had the room here, I'd put the evidence to what I'm saying in the article, but unfortunately I don't have room. I've never uh, seen anything by this uh, David Mastio. Um, I'll be looking for him. I used to love USA Today, actually. Uh, when I used to travel for another job that I had, I, I would uh, you know, quite often stay in, in motels. 
or hotels, mini hotels, whatever you want to call them. And uh, of course, the USA Today was always a complimentary uh, paper that you could get when you're there. And, um, you know, I always read the easy stuff. I never did really read the political stuff that was in there. But it seems since I've stopped uh, getting to read that paper, and it's been quite a few years ago now, uh, they must have gone nuts somewhere after I, I stopped uh, reading them because uh, I can't believe that some of the things that I read that come out of USA Today. So anyway, that was the first article. And let me go back to... So the uh, second subject for tonight is an article from the Daily Caller by Henry Rogers. And this is another one that... At least this one is uh, it depends on your uh, take. It's it's uh, kind of encouraging. At least it's showing that people are fighting back. But the headline reads: House Republicans file ethics complaint against Democrats who made unsubstantiated claims that GOP let reconnaissance tours before Capitol riot. So you remember that. Uh, there was some Democrats were saying uh, when all that first came down that uh, there were some Republicans that had taken some tours through, um, you know, the congressional building and and that those tours were primarily for the purpose of reconnaissance. So these people could uh, come back on January the 6th and, and do what they did. So... Um, it appears that the Republicans are fighting back. Hey, how about that? How about that for a change? Again, this article is in the uh, Daily Caller and it's by Henry Rogers. He's a senior congressional correspondent. A group of House Republicans filed an ethics complaint Tuesday against a number of Democrats who made unsubstantiated claims that GOP members led reconnaissance tours before the January 6th Capitol riot. The complaint first obtained by the Daily Caller alleged three specific violations and called for an investigation by the House Ethics Committee into the behavior of over two dozen Democrats. The complaint specifically mentioned a letter sent by New Jersey Representative uh, Mikey Mikey or Mickey, I'm not quite sure, Cheryl and 33 other Democrats to the Capitol Police asking them to investigate unsubstantiated claims that members of Congress led suspicious, suspicious groups through the Capitol complex on a reconnaissance journey ahead of the riot. (laughs) So, uh, suspicious groups. I wonder how they determined that. I guess they looked at the film and 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 saw things in there that uh, upset them. The ethics complaint was sent by top Republicans on the House Administration Committee, uh, Illinois Representative Rodney Davis, Georgia Representative Barry Loudermilk, and Wisconsin Representative Brian Steele. The complaint also noted Cheryl's January 12th comments when she told constituents in a Facebook video that that she was worried some of her colleagues had provided reconnaissance tours to Capitol rioters. 
Cheryl and 33 Democrat colleagues then wrote a letter January 13th asking Capitol Police for more details about who was allowed into the Capitol days prior to January the 6th. The visitors, it goes on to say, encountered by some of the members of Congress on this letter appeared to be associated with the rally at the White House the following day. The Democrats wrote in the letter, Members of the group that attacked the Capitol seem to have an unusually detailed knowledge of the layout of the Capitol complex. The presence of these groups within the Capitol complex was indeed suspicious. Capitol Police never responded to the claims and Democrats have not been able to provide evidence to support them. Respondents claim without evidence that Republican members of Congress conducted these alleged tours in order to provide unusually detailed knowledge of the layout of the Capitol complex. Two groups that left the White House and marched to the Capitol with the objective of preventing Congress from certifying our election on January the 6th, 2021, the Republicans' complaint read. In an official appearance for her congressional office, which was broadcast on her official Facebook account, Representative Cheryl doubled down on these unsubstantiated allegations, arguing, arguing for punishment for crimes that did not occur. I also intend to see that those members of Congress who had groups coming through the Capitol that I saw on January the 5th for reconnaissance for the next day, those members of Congress who incited the violent crowd, those members of Congress that attempted to help our president undermine our democracy, I'm going to see that they're held accountable. The complaint continued. Davis and House Republicans pressed the Department of Justice over the accusations in an April letter, asking officials to provide a confidential briefing about the status of their review of the claims that Republicans provided tours to Capitol rioters. In February, Davis, House Judiciary Committee Ranking Member Jim Jordan, House Oversight Committee Ranking Member James Comer, and House Intelligence Committee Ranking Member Devin Nunes sent a letter to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi calling for details on what occurred with security before the January 6th riot. Pelosi's office responded to Fox News by putting blame on Republican lawmakers and saying that safety is not their priority. Two of the four House Republicans ranking members voted to overturn the results of a fair election just hours after the Capitol was sacked by an insurrectionist right-wing mob. A mob which was incited by Trump. Pelosi's deputy chief of staff, Drew Hamill, said a full 65% of House Republicans joined them in voting to undermine our democracy. All four ranking members also voted against holding Donald Trump accountable for inciting the mob. Clearly, the security of our capital and democracy are not the priorities of these ranking members, he continued. 
The Republicans letter placed blame on Pelosi for not properly securing the Capitol, saying, as you are aware, the Speaker of the House is not only the leader of the majority party, but also has enormous institutional responsibilities. The Speaker is responsible for all operational decisions made within the House. Capitol Police have since increased security around the Capitol building, and there are still National Guard troops on the ground. There was fencing and razor wire installed around the complex after the Capitol riot, where acts of vandalism and violence postponed the Electoral College certification process and forced members of Congress to evacuate the building. Capitol Police have said they are not investigating the claims by Democrats in Congress. So, but the Republicans are still pushing back. I mean, we haven't heard a lot about that in the um, in the news in recent months. There's been too many other things going on, uh, you know, with thousands of people crossing our border illegally uh, now with a gas shortage, uh, which is supposed to be getting better, although they said it could take up to two weeks to get back to some sort of normalcy. But, you know, it's amazing that they're, they're, you know, people would even still be talking about that allegation. But there's so many other things that occurred that day that have not been investigated and brought forth to the public properly. All right, well, that's the only two uh, little articles I had for you tonight. Uh, let's see. All right. Yeah, that's that was pretty much it. I, I picked a couple of short ones. Um, and I, I've, I had one that I was going to do. Uh, there was, there's, I'll probably do it tomorrow night, about Stacey Abrams. Uh, she's back in the news in Georgia. Of course, she's always in the news somewhere. But there's just a rumor that she's going to try to run for president again. Uh, don't tell anybody, but uh, actually there's some people in Georgia that are upset about that rumor. So uh, join me tomorrow night and uh, I'll talk about that along with uh, something else. All right. I, uh, I, appreci- <laughs> I appreciate uh, you... Uh, joining me on this podcast on this uh, mini pod for tonight or obviously it's not live so you had to download it or just listen to it so but i appreciate you doing that and hopefully uh you'll check it out for tomorrow night and uh just want to say remember no one can define you but you stay safe everybody Thank you.